Welcome to the Money Lighthouse podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs, where we showcase energy healers, lightworkers, holistic coaches, hypnotherapists, and creatives using their intuitive healing and transformative gifts to create an impact and a healthy income, as well as celebrate their one-of-a-kind, soul-expressed businesses. We'll take a look at the inspirational and insightful money lessons and messages in the world around us. I'm Michelle I. Revis, your host and fellow spiritual entrepreneur, learning, exploring, and uncovering the gifts and the personal growth opportunities of a soul-inspired business right alongside with you. Thanks so much for pressing the play button and listening. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to this episode of the Money Lighthouse podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs. Today's guest is Gina Hansen, and I invited her on the podcast to talk about energy and money. A quick background on Gina. Gina is the queen of reinvention. So during COVID, so 2020, I believe. Mm -hmm. So in just six months, Gina found out that you had thyroid cancer, sought treatment in Mexico, you separated from your husband, you refurnished your home. So you moved house, mm-hmm. you had a thyroidectomy and you retired, you took early retirement from the 28 year career from being a flight attendant. So all of that within six months and you look sane and happy and you look <laughs> wonderful and you're such a delight to be able to talk to. And I always enjoy our conversations. So welcome, Gina, to the podcast. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, Michelle. This is such a treat to (laughs) to spend some time with you talking about money, money, money. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always amazed with you. So you went from retiring, from being a flight attendant. And now you are doing amazing things with energy. So from the time you retired to now, you've got certified in emotion code. You are now an emotion code practitioner, mm-hmm. master NLP practitioner. And uh, what would you call yourself? A holistic or empowerment coach? Mm-hmm. Oh, an, an empowerment coach. Really. Empowerment coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So within a short span of time, you not only reinvented yourself, but you also accumulated some really cool tools, some cool energy healing modalities under your belt. I wanted to ask you and invite you on the podcast to share a little bit about that that journey. How did you traverse those challenges and how did you grow from that? Well, it was not easy because when I left my career, I did not know what I would do for money to start Mm with. I had no plan B. I just knew that it was an opportunity. I saw it as an opportunity. They were giving us a package so that we would leave. So I was like, I'm never going to have this opportunity again. And I knew I didn't want to be a flight attendant forever, but I loved my job. I, I didn't have, you know, I didn't not really want to leave, but I saw it as an opportunity. So 
I left and then I fell into a depression, of course, because all of that had my life turned upside down in six months and I really didn't know what I wanted to do or and I needed to do more healing really myself. Um, I spent a lot of time on the couch and um, learned through the process of having a coach during this time. I had, a, I had two coaches I was working with and I learned more about myself and I really needed the direction at that time. So I'm so thankful for that. And, and then in the process of maybe seven or seven months or so, I read an email that led me to a book that led me to another book. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is exactly why I was having problems in my marriage. And it was the emotion code by Dr. Bradley Nelson. And he's a retired chiropractor who came up with this energy healing modality, which uses kinesiology or muscle testing with subconscious to communication really. And so he's created this, this amazing system where you're able to discover what trapped emotions are in your body. You can find out, was it inherited? Did you get this emotion uh, when you were in your mom's womb? Did you bring this emotion in from a past life, which leads you to more insight into what your lessons are here in this lifetime? So it's so, it's such an interesting modality. And so I dug into that and I became certified and I've used it for money as well. Recently, you know, during the Lionsgate portal, I did an abundance clearing. So I was able to do that. And I have like, I actually do it every year for free in, in, in August. So if anyone's interested next August, we will be connected and I'll let everyone know, but yeah, it's, it's such an opportunity to release the blocks that are emotionally pulling us backwards in our life. Yeah. So that's, that's a little bit about me. I started, I started with emotion code and then I realized I didn't understand it because I'm, I was never a woo-woo girl ever. Like right. I was, you know, the 3d girl okay. <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm waking up in a new uh, thinking and I'm like, wow, I don't, I want to know more, like, tell me more. I just, now I'm become the spiritual girl and I'm just, so I wanted to know why, how is this possible that I can be here and I can work with somebody in Bangladesh over zoom and I can help them, you know, how is that possible? I just, I couldn't wrap my head around it. So then I started doing pranic healing, which to me is true spiritual healing because they teach you the importance of the connection and, and keeping the connection through meditation and cleansing and, you know, different pr um, processes like that, which I find is very, very important because yes, anybody can do the emotion code, but the quality of the reading or the clearing will be based on the person that you choose to do it for you. And if they're not spiritually connected or if they're not um, in tune with their intuition or trust, self-trust, then you won't get the reading, you know, the best quality reading. So mm -hmm. I learned through pranic healing, the importance of that spiritual side of healing, uh, where I found, I found that emotion was totally logical. Anyone can do it but this is a missing piece. So pranic healing really gave me the information that I needed. And I, speaking of abundance, I recently took a Kriya Shakti class around manifestation and materialization of money. And that class was really cool because once you can feel energy with your hands, you can actually 
write something down that you want and feel it, like put your hand above what you wrote and you can tell how far, how far away is that, I, that desire or is it coming like soon? So you can just like put your hand over it and, it, and you just say manifestation energy and you can feel it. If, it, if it's your hand comes down low, then you know that it's coming. Oh. Yeah, it's amazing. It's yeah. such an amazing thing that our words, you know, are so important to the money that we attract. Yeah. And I think that's interesting that you said that you clarified what you're feeling. You said manifesting energy. Right. You didn't just say energy of what I wrote down, because of course it could be could have very potent yeah it's actually materialization it's it's actually not manifestation it's materialization like how far how what is the energy of this materializing and how quickly is it coming to me interesting so i got a question can you change change that energy can you through pranic healing Mm -hmm. or your healing modalities get your hand closer to what you wrote on the, the page Yes, it's a daily practice. A daily practice. Yeah, but you can actually energize what you want to materialize. So you can energize it. If you if you want it to happen sooner, you can do more of that. So it's really the consistency of the practice that can bring things to you quicker. Cool. Yeah. It's I love that. Amazing class. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think this is so key that the end. Entry point for your clients is the emotion. So mm-hmm. it's how they're feeling about their their issues, their money, their health, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and whatever they're dealing with in their life at that time. That it's through emotion because a lot of uh, manifesting teachings say, you know, they they harp on how important it is that you feel good. And that helps with your manifesting. Well, if you want it consciously, but don't feel good about it somewhere within your, within your being, then how are you going to manifest it or materialize that? Because right. you have that block. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard, to, hard for a lot of people to express the emotion. Right. I want it, but why don't I have it yet? And then that opens the door to a whole nother set of emotions and beliefs about ourselves and the subconscious that we can't even, we don't even, it's like a blind spot. So I think it's so interesting that the emotions are trying to give us a hint. It doesn't feel good for a reason. (laughs) Right. I think when it comes to emotions, like using the emotion code, some of the common emotions that are related are uh, first, it could be creative insecurity, like not trusting yourself about creating money. And then there's also the feeling of unworthiness and worthlessness. And then there's jealousy, you know, because if we're jealous of what other people have, then that's repelling it from us because we think we don't have it or we believe we don't have it. And then that leads to not us not having it in later on, you know, so we have right. to think into the idea that we have it already. Like everything we have, and that's the gratitude part, you know, the piece mm-hmm. of piece there that we already have what we want. And it's, mm-hmm. it's not that we're lacking and we want it. Like we have to believe that it's possible. Yeah. That self yeah. self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Or maybe we should say that self-fulfilling 
knowing. Right. It's annoying. Mm -hmm. It's not just a prophecy where this might happen, but we got to know that it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, oh, can I ask, add on to that? Yeah. Yeah. So another thing most people don't realize is that we can inherit these emotions from our great, 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 great grandparents. So if, you know, I mean, we've all had lineage that's gone through hard times in financial times. Right. And so there's bound to be some, you know, feelings of unworthiness, resistance, a resentment towards, you know, their career or so many things, disgust, despair, anxiety, around money. And we could be inheriting this from our, our, you know, relatives, our ancestors, and we have no idea until we do the emotion code and we can find out like, this is what's blocking me. I see. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. That's, that's so interesting that you brought that up because uh, a friend that was on the podcast earlier, she does a lot of research. Her thing is epigenetics. Mm-hmm. and how certain uh, traits certain even certain disease can be can be inherited through the genetics and she does a much better job of explaining it I can only you know describe it from my limited understanding of it but she's a total genius when it comes to that and she likes to geek out on that stuff so I could listen to her talk for forever but then when it comes to me explaining it, I don't think I do it justice at all. But basically, it's traced through our DNA. So, you know, we can say that, oh, I inherited trauma. And that's because my great, great, great experience XYZ. But now they can scientifically see that in our genes. So that is so, so very fascinating. Mm-hmm. But so which just said made me think of something today that that I had a knee-jerk reaction to so I I was watching I was watching a game show I think it was but then they said that this man spent 74 million dollars on his daughter's five-day wedding celebration wow 74 million dollars and my knee-jerk reaction was disgust and judgment because mm-hmm. I thought $74 million, you know, I was just baffled. I said, you know, the amount of good and how much change you could create right. mm-hmm. with $74 million. Right. But you chose to spend it on a wedding that's so wasteful. And I had all this judgment and all of this disgust. Yeah. And yeah. I was very annoyed that, you know, someone could spend that much money. But then I reminded myself, Michelle, that's, that's not your business. He spent it in a way that it was up to him. That was his money, not yours. So I had this whole conversation in my head that I guess what I think or how I think people should spend their money. So that was a good, a good thing. Like I, I was became suddenly very opinionated um, rightfully mm-hmm. so, because it's $74 million on a, a wedding ce- celebration. Right. But at the same time, I had to come to terms with maybe that's his way of expressing joy, love, yeah. celebration. Right. That, that was 
maybe that's how he expresses himself through through money. Right. That's a love language. Well, you know, yeah, gift so, giving. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't I can't judge because you know that's him. That's his. Right. That's his reality. That's his manifestation. Karma. Karma. <laughs> He could yeah. have got some good yeah. karma points on that. Yeah, yeah. I'll leave, I'll leave that to him to deal with, right? right? But but at the same time, I'm like, okay, Michelle, so maybe you felt that way as an inspiration. So maybe you need to make really nice money so that you can do things that help others, that give to communities, clean water, food, education, right. whatever it may be. So maybe that's your, like what you said, jealousy. Mm. So maybe that was a tinge of jealousy thinking, oh, I don't have that. So that was a good wake up call. Like, hmm, you need to work on stuff, Michelle. Oh, another thing is, I think people wait until they're successful to give when they should be giving when they don't have. Right, right. Like you said, as if you already had it, right? Yes, exactly. Totally. And just not worrying about the money because it flows back to you in other ways. Mm. When you give, you, re- you truly receive. Mm-hmm. So, but I think a lot of people just wait because they're like, oh, I have this bill coming. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't. Well, then you, you build that habit of not giving when truly, if you give, you can benefit so much more. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and, and I'm studying pranic healing. I realized the blessings that come back through giving when I do healing, you know, for people that, you know, we actually earn karma points. (laughs) So we can actually get ahead in life just by doing good deeds. And it doesn't have to be about money. It can be about service. Yes. You know? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's that energy flow, that energy exchange. Where even though you're doing it as a service and you might not necessarily be getting paid at that time, yeah. you are, you are, I'm going to say reaping benefits from it mm-hmm. in other ways. Yeah. yeah. So that's really a really beautiful relationship that mm-hmm. give, that give and take or give and receive. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. totally. Yeah. That is so fascinating. All that, the emotions. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think I was telling you that I'm started to do the body code as well. And working with my mom and stuff, we found some abundance blocks and I can see it in, you know, in the way she's living. So I was like, wow, okay. It's it's interesting. The, the thoughts that create the emotions, which keep us you know, living in a state where we don't really need to be. She has money she can afford, but she's living in a, in a state that she can't. And, you know, so, but it's how we're up, how we are brought up, you know, the thinking of our parents, it all ties into how we live our lives and the decisions we make on how do we spend our money? <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. yeah. The value, what, where we're going to find our value in our life. Yeah. Right. Yes, yes. And that makes me think of as spiritual entrepreneurs who, who have invested their time and money into learning and getting certified in various healing modalities. Mm-hmm. And then we create offerings and services and we have a certain price mm-hmm. that we designate for that service or product or offering. 
and then when we put it out there and nobody chooses to participate or or buy the session then we second guess ourselves and then the doubt comes in and then you start questioning oh did i price it too high yeah and that whole thing of worthiness and value that all gets mixed in and then it causes us maybe to devalue our services and mm-hmm. charge less than than what we what we would like to receive as a as a compromise or you know so settling for less which is kind of a common thing also right so yeah. can your emotion code can the emotion code fix that emotional reaction or that emotion under the surface of that dollar amount can it work for that also when it comes to pricing your services yes and i also feel like um that's a great time for us to check in with our intuition mm-hmm. because sometimes our logical brain says this is the number and then you know what i do is i muscle test it like should it be higher? Should it be lower? Lower? Okay, $5 lower, $10, you know, so then I just muscle test it to find out what am, where, what is my subconscious okay? The thing is, a price can be changed, you know, you don't have to, you're not married to the price. So put it out there and see, you know, and the more testimonials you get, the more that you'll see the value that, of your work, mm-hmm. that you are changing lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm guessing that how you feel about the price can change in an instant. As you were saying, we don't have to do a lot of work to get to the price that we wanna be charging. It could happen in an instant. So emotion code from what you're saying from some of your stories is that it can happen very quickly. Is that because it's coming from the emotion or is that coming from like a thinking process? Like, okay, I healed this. So therefore X, Y, Z is going to happen. Oh, okay. So with the emotion code, you can tell the things happen fast for some people. Like I measure pain, you know, physical pain and discomfort before and after the session so that they can physically feel the difference. Um, When it comes to money, I worked with somebody around money, money blocks last summer, a year ago. And after I did, and I was working with her for maybe three or four months and boom, she bought a real estate property or, uh, you know, I mean, her business took off, you know, and so I can't guarantee that it can happen for everybody this way, but it is possible when we're blocking the receiving, uh, you know, um, Mm -hmm. it's a balance because money likes to move. And, and so that's why I said, give, 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 because it always comes back because money wants to keep moving, you know? And so if we save and we act from scarcity and we hold our money like that, then money's not going to come to us, you know? So that's why we have to constantly move it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so did I answer your question around? Yes. um, Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's possible, but mm-hmm. you know, each person's different and there could be many layers. It could be something that the body code could find out. Like I was telling you earlier, sometimes we can have a curse put on us, 
you know, for some jealousy. Actually, I was working with somebody who has great grandfather in the Philippines and he was jealous and a lot of jealousy came out today of um, his brother, which is her dad, who at 16 moved to Hawaii. And so um, he put a curse on their family out of jealousy. Mm -hmm. So things like this happen. And before I would never have guessed it because I'm not that type of person. I never would think of think this, but people do put curses on other people. And there are entities that are causing us to live the way we are too. So it's interesting. So I have a question. When you remove the curse from that person, does mm -hmm. that also apply to generations after and generations that have come before? Yes. Or is that affect just so both. It's a curse on the whole family. The that, whole family. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. In the emotion code, there's six different types of trapped emotions that can get stuck in your body. And the one that is really cool is inherited trapped emotions. Because when I find that one in your body and I release it from you, I actually find out, did it come from your mom or dad? How many generations did it go back? Um, then I let you know if there's a location in the body that's being affected by this, you know, things like that. And then when I release it, it releases from you, it releases all the way up, sometimes over a hundred generations. Like sometimes this generational trauma goes really deep. So I release it from up there, the ancestors, but I also release it from the unborn children that aren't born yet in your family. So the legacy of your family is the, the whole trajectory of your family changes you know, mm -hmm. for the positive. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, I imagine that it also affects the relationships or the dynamics within the family too, because oftentimes when someone dies and there's an inheritance, mm. there could be arguing about the inheritance, about who gets what, how much, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So if, if there is some kind of inherited money quote unquote thing then not that we have to wait till someone dies to see the effect but how that the dynamics within the family itself how that would change after clearing some kind of curse or inherited trauma from for money that would that's interesting i would like to see what happens with that not that i hope i have inherited money yeah. trauma or a curse but that would be very interesting to to see how that plays out in the yeah. current present time with dynamics of family relationships within the family members mm -hmm. yeah for sure well i mean i do work on my brother and my sister and their their inherited emotions are different than mine um so it's it's interesting to see um but when I clear myself of the inherited, I also help them. And another an amazing thing about healing, when we do this work on ourselves, we actually help the world change, elevate our consciousness. Mm -hmm. So it's a global healing. Personal healing is global healing. Mm. I love that. So maybe we can heal our, our money stories, our money trauma, our relationship with money. And that improves the global financial system as well. Right. Totally. And when you think about it, like the more, like we we're talking about earlier, the more money that you have, the more money, more good you can do with it. Mm 
-hmm. So for us, we need to stop with the feelings of unworthiness, the feelings that um, deserving, I'm not deserving, you know, of this and, and stuff, because we have to realize that money is just energy. It is energy. It is, it is energy. It likes to move and we have to change the way we think about it. When we do that, we can realize that it is actually in, again, in giving of this money that we actually receive and our, and our world, our whole world can benefit from this transaction. Yes. That's why mm -hmm. I love supporting fellow spiritual entrepreneurs, because I see that they will be good stewards of their money. Right. Oftentimes when they have an abundance, they like to, to give. They have organizations and causes that they like to contribute to because they are so conscientious and wanting to help others. So Right. So like for, for us, like in the pranic healing, we are taught to, um, to give to our local center or clinic and to the big organization. And in doing that, they do so much charity work with this money. So it is through us that we actually can affect change, even though we're not the ones putting out the, the money to the, these many different organizations, which I love, but we get to be a part of that. And that's, really special mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. collectively it's like everyone's contributing and so it makes it it amplifies it totally it yeah. makes it it makes the dollar amount of course more but it also makes the energetic value even greater mm -hmm. because there's so many people contributing yeah yeah very cool yeah so that means spiritual entrepreneurs out there, you got to make your money, make, yeah. make a good, healthy yes. income. Totally. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that I did this month, because this was our founder of Pranic Healing, Master Chua Koksui, it was his birthday month. So we've been doing 31 days of meditation. Aww. And so one of the things we do is we, we bless abundance, you know, we, we meditate on abundance. So um, yeah, it's been awesome to, to sit with that feeling and bless the earth as well. Yeah. Right. Yes. I believe in, uh, the pranic healing. You also send energy down to mother earth, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 That's so beautiful. All the excess energy at the end of your meditation, you put it, you put the gold energy into the earth. Oh, yeah. That's, that's very nice. Gold energy. We yeah. Like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So Gina, what what are your offerings and how can people work with you? Because there's so much value and there's so much possibility for growth and healing and change, working mm -hmm. with our emotions. Because quite honestly, we can dull our emotions through vices, we can numb ourselves out and people experience a lot of pain, not just physical pain, but emotional pain mm -hmm. and vices such as alcohol, smoking, mm -hmm. you know, um, over-exercise, over-exercise, over <laughs> overspending. Right. There's so many vices that yeah. help that numb us out. So we mm -hmm. don't feel our emotions. So that's the problem with emotions, right? Because mm -hmm. we can we can distance ourselves from our emotions. So that makes, in a sense, uh, it easier not to address 
But when it starts manifesting as, I want to say, uh, negative bank account statement or pain in the physical body, then we can't ignore it any longer. Right. But the root is that emotion. Is that correct with, with the emotion yes. code? Totally. Uh, process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so how do people work with you? Because I'm sure many people will want to start addressing the emotions that they are hiding or they're ignoring or that they um, are experiencing. So it doesn't, it doesn't get louder or more painful or more intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have a really cool offer for introductory session of either the body code or the emotion code. And it's only $49. And I think it's a great opportunity for somebody who's never experienced it before to just jump in and test it out. And especially if you have pain, you'll see the difference right away. Some people feel energy more than others, like they'll burp or they'll yawn a lot during the session. And that's the indication that the energy is moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the energy moves right away and it can take up to three days for it to be out of our body. Yeah. Wow. It can help on so many levels. Um, so that's the introductory. And then from there, I've got packages. Um, there's a thing called the heart wall and we can actually have a heart wall with money. So again, we're talking about repelling money and this is the emotions specifically that are blocking the money. Mm-hmm. So that would be the heart wall, a heart wall package with money. And then, or it can be a person, like a relationship heart wall, life heart wall. And I also have all access pass package, which is for your family. So I do energy healing on dogs or animals, as well as kids and, you know, your whole family. So it's kind of like a family share pack. And it's the cheapest option if you want to do long-term healing with me, because um, you can start off healing yourself and then you can share it with your kids and stuff like that. And it's been pretty awesome to tell you the mm-hmm. truth. Like these whole families are changing their lives because of this work. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think that goes back to what you said, when you change yourself, then you have that effect on, to the world, but also your family members and the dynamics between the relationships of everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. I mean, wouldn't it be nice if your family members, the people who know you best that saw you when you were a baby all the way to the person that you are now can be sources of support or um, kindness rather than judgment. Yeah, looking back, and- I mean, I look back all the time and see the mistakes that I've made. And when I ask for forgiveness, you know, in my meditation and stuff, and if I knew now, like how I should be living then, like, you know, back when I was in my twenties and so much hurt and so much, um, I could have helped people be better people instead of push them into self-doubt and, you know, and all of that negative emotions that I like my, in particular, my sister, my relationship with my sister, some things I said out of love were misinterpreted. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that back then that she, but later the years that she lets me know, (laughs) you know, Hey, you know, when you said this, so, yeah, I mean, if we knew that our thoughts create the emotions and that the emotions are not just something you feel right now, but it can actually impact your health 
20, 30 years down the line, then we wouldn't be talking the way we are to other people. And it would just be a better planet if we just had more love for each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking of that, love is um, I am creating a an offer right now. And it's going to be coming out in maybe October or November. It's supposed to be in October, (laughs) but we'll see. I actually created a course and it it includes mind, body, spirit transformation uh, to help women who are entering a single life out of a divorce, out of a long-term relationship separation, and to help them adjust to the emotional difficulties of you know, being single and feeling like, especially as a woman that you can financially stand on your own two feet, you know, and all of that, there's a lot of insecurity and and, uh, frustration, a lot of that going on with women as they transition into being single woman. And so I'm creating a course that is, it's going to include energy healing because we'll be able to focus on, you know, clearing the energy from, from everyone there in the group and probably be launching my beta in the middle of October. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. My first awesome. time doing something like this. So I'm excited about it. Please, yeah. please tell me and then I'll be sure to include it in the show notes for okay. when the podcast episode is published. So yeah. we could sign up for it. And that sounds amazing. Yeah, thank you. I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's crazy because it just seems like I've been working with a lot of women that are in that situation right now. So that was like the sign. Those are the yes. people. Yeah. And do you think that comes from your experience, your personal experience? Yeah, definitely. From that six month period where there was a lot of change for you? Yes. And still now too, because even at this point, I've been separated for two years, but I haven't completed my divorce yet. So I'm still, you know, on that, like, um, I understand the whole thing about money and separating at a time where I feel confident in my abilities to financially afford my lifestyle and pay for my son's college tuition and, you know, all of that. So it's, it's a growing process and it's an effort in advancing your life with courage to find Mm -hmm. the courage to just say, like I did before I have evidence I can do tough things. So yeah, just, just do it and things will fall into place. But now to be able to support other women who are also in the same boat, trusting the process and surrendering really to what is meant for you to experience. Mm -hmm. Yes. You are the queen of reinvention. So (laughs) in that, in that, in that 2020 time where a lot of people were experiencing change, Mm-hmm. I mean, on a global level, people are experiencing yeah. change, right? But I think you did an amazing, awesome thing where you took those struggles and instead of whining, complaining and self-medicating or entering into a downward spiral, you yeah. took that as an opportunity to grow and reinvent yourself and say, okay, well, what do I want? I think mean, you addressed relationships Mm -hmm. relationship with your husband well what kind of relationship do I want that's not working out so how do I find that within myself the courage to go ahead and say it's time 
Right. One of the things, I mean, this is going off in a totally a different direction, but one of the things I learned going to Mexico to seek holistic treatment for cancer was that importance of your environment. And that's why when I came home from, even though the tumor shrank in three weeks when I was in Mexico, I knew that the number one thing I had to do was leave the home and to be separated, which meant separating our bank accounts. That was the hardest move, but it was the most, I knew that it was for my health. It was something that had to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was part of my healing Mm -hmm. and also doing the, uh, releasing the heart wall that I had with my husband has made me, um, I don't trigger like I used to with him and our communications easier. So doing the work has helped me on so many levels, just in our relationship and, and just to feel more forgiveness of the past and self-acceptance as well in myself, in my life. So yeah, it's been such a healing journey. <laughs> yeah. And also, I, I also feel like the empowerment piece is there very strongly too, that, yeah. that sense of empowerment where I can, like you said, do difficult things. I can mm-hmm. change for the better and create my life the way I want to, because it's important. My health is my health is something that's very important. Right. So you also gave that gift to yourself mm-hmm. of the healing of the creating what you need and putting yourself as a priority. Mm-hmm. When you could easily said, Oh no, my son, he's going to be graduate. Or, you know, right. you know, the transition, yeah. the house that you could, it would be so easy just to put other people's needs before yours. Totally. And, um, and that was a lot of change, career, finances, relationships, yeah. health. <laughs> like right. Everything hit at one time. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Things happen for you, not to you. If mm-hmm. you look at it that way, then it makes life easier because you see there's a lesson in it for you. Yeah. yeah. And I'm learning those lessons. And now it's time for me to teach other women to be strong. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is so needed, very needed in the world. Yeah. Totally. Okay. So I, I look forward to hearing about when are you opening a waiting list or is there going to be a page that we can? Is going to be a waiting list. Okay. Okay. Um, but I don't have the details yet, but I will keep them in the show notes below. So if okay. anybody's listening to this, they can, um, and I'll probably have a, like a, a link so that you can get on my email list and I can to, you know, tell you when it's opening and all that. Okay. Yeah. And how do people get on your email list now? Well, I have a link tree on my Instagram and your, your Instagram is at Gina Hansen. It is not. It is um, emotioncode.energyhealing. Okay. I will make sure I include it in the show notes also. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So is there anything else you'd like to share about emotion, energy, money? Well, I, I remembered something as we were talking that I think is I teach my son who's 18 years old and majoring in finance. <laughs> so I'm teaching him about money. Um, but I tell him, you know, like the environment, the importance of environment, right? So you don't just leave money anywhere in chaos. 
you organize them in a nice manner, you know, by denominations, put the dollars in the front and you keep it nicely and you respect your money and the environment that it's in, you show the love to the money. (laughs) So that's what I tell, I tell, tell my 18 year old. Um, I, I tell my kids, if you take care of your money, your money will take care of you. Yeah. You know, you take care of something, someone, it comes back they take care of you. It takes care of you. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I just say your environment is so important. Yes. I wonder what his dorm room looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. He won't invite me over. It must not be good. <laughs> oh, Gina, thank you so much yes. for, for spending the time with me and for sharing your experiences and for your views, beliefs, expertise, knowledge with me and with our listeners today. Awesome. Thank you for having me, Michelle. This has been fun. Thank you. I hope you invite me back again. Oh, yes, absolutely. (laughs) Have a nice day. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Money Lighthouse podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs. Hopefully it brightens your day and inspires you to take action on your dreams. We'll leave the light on until the next time, friends. Keep shining because people are searching for your particular kind of magic.